Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. right in there and having a good sniff around the Monday Scrum. Hello and welcome to a special grand final edition of the Monday Scrum with Brent Reid, Aaron Woods, James Graham and thank you for having me as a a guest on the show. Brent Reid, are you even paying attention? You're scrolling on your phone. It's grand final week. We need you to focus. And the big guns have come out, haven't they? You're out. (laughs) We've dusted you off. Where's Peacock? Oh, who knows? Probably in mourning over the rugby or something. I don't know. I thought you were still yeah. celebrating the Matildas. <laughs> still. still. <laughs> Welcome back, Em. Yeah. I haven't worked with you for I a know. Long it's time, been a while. Lots of catch it's like up old on. times. Hey, good times. I worked like, with uh, Woodsy already plenty this weekend. Right. So, Geez, yeah. you've got some earns, hasn't she? Lucky <laughs> oh, <and laughs> like you. you can talk. Please. And we, Jimmy? Reedy and I had one yesterday together. Yeah, the women's game. It's good day. <laughs> Great time. Anyway, Jimmy, how are you? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, hello. Are you pumped? For, are you okay today? Busy. What's wrong? Busy. Oh, don't you um, No, I'm not busy. And I recognise the fact that I'm not. And I'm okay with that. But I don't overuse the phrase. One of the most overused phrase. Oh, I swear. Even, you said this before. Even I've more, been very busy. No, because I haven't. I wouldn't lie that, to isn't you. Isn't that just a journal making things up again? It, it, it's, e- it's even more overused. It's even more overused. That correct yeah, sentence? Correct, I don't yeah. know. That's uh, than the word unbelievable. Like, which I am just over. Everything's unbelievable. Well, it's not because it happened. <laughs> Someone scores a try. Unbelievable. Yeah, but you can't believe it. I, 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 can't, I, I can't believe comprehended the fact that they would have scored a try. Yeah, okay. You know, oh, unbelievable okay, season. I'm, I'm really? You look back at the year and go, I, I can't believe that. <laughs> I can, but I've not been busy. Okay. No. Have you been busy, Reedy? Oh, Grand final week, there's going to be media opportunities galore. Well, I'll see you out of Penrith tomorrow. Yes. Looking forward to going out there. Any any yarns? Should we share yarns? We'll be going off, no doubt. We'll have to ask them to turn it down. They'll ignore us. And we'll talk to some blokes and see what's doing. But we've done the same stories for three years, four years now, Em, haven't we? I know. It would have been, it honestly would have been good to have a different, I know the Broncos are in there, but we don't, well, we're not flying, I'm not flying up for uh, their media opportunities, but it's hard to find new stories, isn't it, really? I know, I know. And there's maybe, only so many stories you can write about. Maybe Isn't you need to go with a different or... approach. Yeah. What do you got for me, Jimmy? Make like to wear something outlandish, fake moustache, <laughs> you know, freak them out a bit, and then they might be like, put them on the back foot. Because yeah. at the moment, they're just coming in and they're seeing Brent Reid, right? Master's like, Oh, Who's this bloke? Usually, I keep oh, seeing him around. Yeah. I've read some stories and his name's at the top. And I don't know. <laughs> but then you go freak him out. And they're yeah. like, oh, they'd be like, I'm like, give this guy some. Get him off guard. That's a good yeah, tactic. Like that, Jimmy, what about yeah. you just go on your budgies because it's going to be a hot day. For, is it? Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. You know, or, or leave, <laughs> park your usual tactic of, like I've spoke to you about how you media type work, the seduce yeah. and betray yeah. angle. <laughs> maybe, maybe, just, maybe just be nice. Okay. Uh, I'll try, Jimmy. I'll try the nice guy approach. I've never thought of that. Uh, there's lots to love about grand <laughs> final week. I've got that in my kit bag, being nice. Well, before we dive into uh, Brisbane and the Panthers ahead of grand final week, let's dissect dissect the season that was for both the Storm and the Warriors. Starting with the Storm, uh, Jimmy, there were a lot of question marks over the fact that, as there has been really for the last five years, every time the Storm lose players, but they lost Felice Kafusi, Brandon Smith, the Bromwich brothers, still make a prelim. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen was basically missing for most of the season as well. But overall... Is this a success or a failure of a year for the Storm? It's really hard to be definitive in success or failure. Look, they were a top four side. They were 18 minutes away from a grand final. Um, but they'll be really disappointed with their performances in, in the semis. Like, they, they went up to Brisbane. They were poor. They you know, we, they didn't even score a point against the, the Broncos. Um then they play the Roosters. They, in my opinion, they, they got pretty lucky in the end uh, against a um, an injury hit Roosters team. And then they play uh, the Penrith Panthers, and they just were completely dismantled. Um, I think Coach Bellamy will look upon it as a successful season. Uh, sorry, an unsuccessful season. It's especially how they finished. Uh, he's been very critical of that team all season as well. Yeah. If you look back at some of the comments that he's made, even after the Brisbane game. You know, we looked like 17 strangers out there. So th- there's something not quite right at the Melbourne Storm. A lot of their trademarks, the things that they were known for, um, the non-negotiables that they used to bring to the table, um, they've just not been. They've just not been doing that. The 
that they tackle. Uh, the middle of the field is a is a concern for me. Um, watching them, I think that's why they went so hard for Tina. Um, that they needed that type of guy. I think that they're really lacking um, some help for Big Nelson. Woodsy, what's your assessment? I'm with Jimmy. I know they made a prelim, but were they making the numbers up? You know, they were never in that game against Penrith. Um, For me, it was the players they lost last year, like Jimmy said. You know, you lose that core group of middles um, and blokes that have played week in, week out for a long period of time. They're battle-hardened. You knew what you were going to get. You go down to Melbourne. It was one of the toughest road trips in the game. Um, You knew you were going to go down there. You are going to, you know finish that game and be really sore. You know, there's going to be bumps and bruises everywhere. Um, this year, it was sort of like, if they're on, it's going to be a really, really tough game, but they could be like, the Bulldogs went down there and knocked them off. Um, I remember after Origin, there was a game where the boys backed up and they got towed up by the Cowboys. Um, and Craig Bellamy just, look, Jimmy said, the, the words he used after game, it's, it's un-Melbourne-like. You know, it's not our standards. Um, look, they did make a, a, a prelim, but I think they'd be highly disappointed in, in the way they went out. Like, they got, they got touched up by Brisbane, you know, first semi and never looked like they were in the game. And, and Brisbane didn't start well that game either. Um, and I don't think they were the best side against the Roosters, but they took a couple opportunities when they got it and they come up with a big play right at the end of the game. And they were never in that game the other night. Like, they were outclassed. So, yeah, you can probably say if it was a different side and they got that far up, you'd say, yeah, it was a successful season. But because what we've become to accustomed with Melbourne Storm – They'd be quite disappointed with the way they've gone out. Hey, Reedy, do you reckon it's a case of the pure and simple, they get Pappenhausen back and then they've got the arguably one of the best spines yeah. in the competition if they have Pappenhausen, Munster, Jerome Hughes and Harry Grant, then that's enough for them? No, no, and I think they're aware of that, Jimmy. I think, you know, you talked about them being um, a little bit weak in the middle. They're well aware that they need another front rower or middle player with a bit of aggression and power. That's why they went after Sean Bloor. That's why they went after Tino. They, they know that. I mean, I was in the dressing sheds after the game on Friday night, and it was like a Morgan there. They, in their eyes, this season was a failure. I think I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, and they know that they've got some work to do to catch up to the Brisbane and Penrith of the world. They know, and they know that obviously Paps will help on that front because that would allow them um, to shuffle some things as well. You know, they could maybe play Meany in the centres. I think the centre's got to be exposed at the end of the year. I think young Sua uh, Falongo, the, the young fullback, he'll be on the wing next year for them. I think that'll help them. In um, place of who? Well. Because you've got Warbrick right. and Coates. Well, that's true. Good point. You didn't think of that. It'll probably be their 14, I well, guess. I thought Marion Seve was good in one centre, but I didn't think the other centre they but locked did, down. If you look at that, I think if you watch, the, uh, Seve made, I think the first two tries Penrith scored, mm. one was a Seve penalty and one was a Seve mistake. Yeah, it was a Seve penalty. So, you know, I think, I think centre's an issue for them, and perhaps coming back will allow them to play meaning in the centres. And that, as I said, they know they're a, they're a middle short. I think Joe Chan, they've got big hopes for Joe Chan, Alex Chan's kid who, uh, yeah. who came out this year and apparently had a really cracking um, second half of the year in the Queensland Cup. Big hopes for him. Next year might be a year too early, but I think they'll be in the marketplace in the off-season, and I think they'll be looking for a, a sort of a, a, a rough, rough and tough middle forward um, for, for next season. You know, we spoke, you spoke with Harry Grant, Hughes, Munster, they've had the World Cup. They looked tired yeah. back end of this year. They looked mm-hmm. like there was just a long year. You know, they would have got back to preseason probably mid-January at best. Yep. And it just like they didn't have enough under the belt. And but, but that said, though, we'll, we'll do, all the teams were in the yeah. same predicament. Oh, no, and no, also Ma- Melbourne. That, but they, 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 they've had some year. time off. Yeah. Melbourne have had to deal with that for the last long 15 period, yeah. years. With, with, you know, with, with Billy, Cameron and Cooper, they've been international players. So they're, they're the, into, and in the same positions as well. I would say the other thing about their middles is um, we had Christian Welch on the Saturday show on Saturday, and he said um, coming back from that torn Achilles um, was more difficult than he thought it would be. You know, he's going to be another year back from that. I think that'll help him next yeah. year because I think Christian acknowledged he has no, he didn't have a great year this year. Really, like leadership standards. He really, yeah. In what sense would he? I mean, they got some leaders there. Well, who, who's your main leader? Well, Christian's there. <laughs> captain, isn't he? Yeah, Christian's the, Christian's captain. the captain. But losing Bromwich, I mean, it's just that. That calm head. Same and as the Kelly blo- Bromwich. Yeah. Like, mm. It looks like he might not say, but he leads with his actions. Yeah. Blokes that have been in that system for a long period of time. But I, I, I don't think they need major. It's not a major. It's like one or two players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's suddenly they're back. With they, you know, yeah. they, need, they just need another body in the middle of the field. And I reckon if it's the right player, it'll make a world of difference to I was, them. I also reckon they're back row. You know, you lose Felice Kafusi. Yeah. Um, you bring in Katoa, who's 
quite raw. Yep. Like you said, with Seve, a couple of errors and penalties. Um, Katoa come up with it as well. And so did Trent Liero. Like yeah. there was just a simple catch pass to Olam you know, yeah. at the start of the game. They score a try. They probably go take the lead there. So just I think that'll probably be better for this year. Um, yep. Another preseason under the belt. But yeah, just what the, the edges as well. Yeah. But, but it, it, it it's very, not only has it been on Melbourne like to see um, them not be able to slow down the play the ball, but also them get them get beaten with some simple shape. Like they used to yeah. be the experts at just defending structure, and they've their 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 systems have been not even pulled apart. They've just had some um, poor decision making on an edge, which sometimes that's what it is, and, and you can see them get pulled out of their defensive systems, make a decision on those sort of two or three in defenders. Which ex- exposes this space, and then they're completely out of sync. Mm. And that's what I think Bellamy is referring to when he says it looks like strangers. They can't control the rook because you need familiarity with one another in knowing that the techniques to control a tackle and get slow play the balls from the opposition. But then also out wide, if you're you know you're not connected, you're not familiar with the systems. That and that's he, he's right in his assessment of what he says about them not looking like they've played together before because their systems are usually so reliable. And if you beat if you you beat Melbourne, if you beat them with a smart play or some second phase football or right in the corner, they they'd accept that, but not being pulled apart systematically, which I think we've seen over recent weeks. Yeah, they've been such heavyweights for the last what, ten, fifteen years that a prelim can be deemed an unsuccessful yeah. year. But on the flip side for the Warriors, no one really expected them to be where they're at. First year under Andrew Webster, Sean Johnson potentially getting the Dally M, guys like Dallin winding back the clock, even even guys that aren't big names like Wade Egan having great years. Great like year, just yeah. all round, that has to be a huge tick ready for the Warriors. Oh, huge. Great season for them. And they'll be disappointed, obviously, at the weekend they um, – was sort of brushed aside by Brisbane, but there's no shame in, in that. And there's no shame in what they did this year. And, you know, they'll get Roger Tuivasa-Shek back next yeah. year. You would imagine they're going to be even better next year. Um, and, you know, that, the joint, uh, Auckland's now a fortress for them. Mm. And the whole, they've got the whole nation behind them at the moment. Um, it's amazing what they've done over there in the past 12 months. And I would imagine if they can pick that up and keep running with it in the off-season, they can hit, you know, next year and they can maintain that momentum. They're going to be really, really hard to stop. Yeah, all of New Zealand were behind them and they've got this new um, sort of figure in the crowd, the Shuavasa Shek <laughs> and the great Aaron Woods even yeah. did a, a shoey with him last weekend. But what, what was it like over there? Oh, it was an un- unreal spectacle. Like, you know, we... We're talking about it on air, and a lot of people said, "Were you over exaggerating?" Trying to honestly, it wasn't like it, it felt like an origin. Um, I played a game over there for Australia against Tonga, and it was it felt similar to that. Like it felt like the the grandstand was rocking. But you know, back to what Reece said, I love you know Andrew Webster's come in. They, they signed quite a few players, like they signed Mitch Barnett, Luke Metcalf, um, Nikora, big um, Nikora from Parramatta, uh, Murata, sorry, and, and Dylan Walker. I thought all those blokes played a massive part in getting them where they are. And then the biggest key for them was Sean Johnson. Mm. You know, whatever Andrew Webster did when he first became coach or when it first came out, he must have rang Sean. You know, there's a lot of talk. Does Sean play on next year? Should he retire? There's so much in the media. You know, you'd be able to talk about it, Reedy, about should he pull, hang up the boots? Has he gone one season too long? And the season, he's, he's, he's basically the the favourite to win the Dallium Medal of the Year. And like, that is, that's huge for a bloke that was copping so much criticism going in this year. So, um, and then, like I said, you signed the new coach in Andrew Webster. Um, a lot of people thought that was a bit of a shock. It sort of come out of nowhere. Um, but he did have a few ties to the club. He'd been there previously. And I just love what he's done. He's just embraced what New Zealand's all about. And, and he's created his own culture there. And they're a side that plays for the full 80 minutes now. now. And, you know, it was disappointing to see him go out the way they did the other night. But they still tried to the end. He was impressive in the press conference afterwards too, Andrew Webster. He's an impressive guy. Mm. Yeah, he's a great fellow. I, I think, obviously, the, the Warriors, new kids on the block. Um, I think it was their grand final uh, the week before. Yep. Um, and that and that's understandable. You know, the big occasion. And then they fly back over and come up against a, a fresh Broncos team. Mm. That will do that to pretty much anybody apart from Penrith. Mm. So let's take nothing away from the from the, the 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 manner in which they were defeated. I think, you know, the Warriors give themselves a, a pat on the back 
but let's move forward to next year. And I think they just need to keep tapping into to what they've been doing. Um, they can get away with a little bit more um, over there, not as much scrutiny because it's you know the Sydney media do dominate. And I, I think what the what it, I say it's remarkable what they've done because there's no clues. I think with Brisbane, it's a bit of a shock that they're they're playing so well and going to be in a grand final. But it makes sense, right? Yeah. You can go, oh, of course. Like look at the three middles that they've got. Oh, Reese Walsh, yeah, <laughs> dynamite, like electric. <laughs> oh, yeah, Reynolds, yeah. The 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 centre pairings, it makes mm. sense. But with the Warriors, there isn't really any clues. But what they've got is this now this um this cultural identity of up the wars. And mm. you might not like it, but it's catchy. It's not too dissimilar to the Canberra Raiders Viking clap. Yeah. I think, you know, you look at uh, the successful teams, um, Penrith, they connect to their, their community, that area of Western Sydney. You look at Brisbane, they connect with the city of Brisbane, but with the Warriors, they connect with the country. Mm. And that's really powerful. So I think they'll be looking to do more of the same to build on making that home ground a fortress. That's been built mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. this year. I, from recollection, it didn't start that way. No so way. they'll look to build that. Keep, so they've, now they've built it. It's about capitalizing on the momentum that they've got, that connection with the community. You know, And this could be you know, the Kickstarter for the Warriors to you know, not too dissimilar to what Penrith had done. You yeah. know, you know, they, they built these foundations in community. And they've reaped the rewards, what, ten, five, ten years later. Well, yeah. the Warriors now, it's about doing much of the same. Speaking about like the country, we were over there to call the game. And I went on, you know those little scooters you can go around. I just went around the town on one. Mate, I'm telling you, there was people everywhere just up the wires. And like, normally you don't get recognized over there. They're like, oh, Woodsy, up the wires. And this is on the same day that the, the All Blacks were playing. Like, yeah. It was unbelievable. And what they've done, like Jimmy said. What, was like, it unbelievable? <laughs> It's believable. Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to say unbelievable. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Like, whoa. Shuey, man. Like it wasn't with Reedy. They'd be throwing things at me. Can I ask a question, Woodsy? Did you wear a helmet? Yes, I did. Well done. Those green lime ones, you have to. You don't have to. Well, I just did. Do you? I was with Chica White. We both wore helmets. That's good I have a know. question. Did you scooter after under the influence of alcohol? Oh. No, I didn't. Oh. Are you allowed to? Yes, that's a good question. I was going to ask that You get done DUI, don't you? No, in you your do. contract. Are you, what are you talking about? So, on the scooter. scooter. So uh, from no, my understanding. Oh. Oh, you're, I thought you were going to ask. No, just legally. Just legally. You, I think over. It's the same with the no, ones in Brisbane. Like, it's like, it's like ten o'clock in the morning. Emma. You can't do. You, not having you to be that early. You can't have a. Who's only? Oh, only one by No, you can't. <laughs> but everyone does because everyone yeah, thinks that's illegal. the option. You can just scooter. Yeah. Everyone does it. No, no. Was, after it was a few like ten in the morning. Emma. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, well, you never know. The first one. Yeah. I scooted with your mate Nicolucci up in Townsville. Years ago, oh, God. That would have been, been fun. We had a few beers. Did, they, did he have an extra large scooter there oh, that he had mate. to? It was, it was, <laughs> oh, it was wow. struggling the scooter. No. It wasn't able to go very fast. <laughs> it was way down. Uh, the big uh, fella. You turn on your mate. No. We love You're you, Nicolosi. No, we don't. Um, from that game on the weekend, the one of the <laughs> big talking points was the Reese Walsh. Oh. Forward pass, not forward pass. Some think it was three meters I think forward. Everyone's acknowledged that was. Forward. Is it three <laughs> meters forward, five meters forward, Reedy? Well, uh, and should there then be consequences I, for I'm the officials? I'm not a fan of using the bunker for forward passes. I don't think it's because I don't think a lot of people thought the second pass in that movement was forward. Yep. I, it wasn't forward. It came at one of his hands backwards. It floated forwards. There's a difference. The first time that was blatantly forward. I don't know where the touch judge was. Mm. How, how's the touch? He missed that. Where's he for that? And I understand maybe you could use the bunker to pick something up like that, but how do you differentiate? No, we can't. No, don't. Please don't. No, yeah. don't Open do up it. a can of worms. We can't because it, I, I tell you what happens if you do it. If the referee, if um, if they go into a game knowing that the bunker's got their back for a howler, yeah. they never blow forward passes. Yeah. Yeah. Because Happened you've before. always, always got that in the back of your mind. Like, I, I, the responsibility, I'll let it go and, the responsibility yeah, yeah. is now no, no longer mine. It's on the bunker to intervene for a forward pass, which is... Subjective, yeah. although yeah, I think we can all agree on on the one on the weekend was clearly forward. What about those ones, though, Jimmy? Do you think we should nah. allow it? To but there's no. is there but a line of point. what's clear? No, that's and that's what's the problem. Well, that's my point. It's like the rules yeah. so one the week so before. If the, so if the referee goes into the Harry game, if the referee goes into the game knowing that that he or she's back is going to be covered. Mm. And a suspected forward pass is thrown. You don't blow the whistle because you know the bunk is going to intervene. Yeah. And then, therefore, well, where's that fine line of what's? So even if it's a slight, if it's slightly forward, 
they've got that premeditated idea of I'm not going to blow this because the bunker will cover me. Ah, well, it was only the bunker then deems oh, it's only slightly forward. It's perhaps line ball. Oh, I'm not going to make the call. It, like that's sec- the second pass and, or third pass in that movement, the inside, the well, final then, pass. But then, but then, some people looked at that and thought it was forward. Now, if the bunker watched that, it's forward. I don't, Oh, do you think so? No, if the bunk because the board like tra- it goes out of the hand backwards, then travels forward. Well, that's not forward. Yeah, but if the bunker does that, sometimes you can. Well, that's yeah, the board that's goes what I'm forward. That's, that's, but I agree with Jimmy. Yeah. How do you say that it's not a forward pass? Yeah, and also, why do we have this rule in play? Like, why do we have it that the video technology can't be used to judge on forward passes? That's there for a reason. Yeah, like, and we've thought long and hard about this, and I think it the, the if we change that rule of allowing the bunker to adjudicate on on whether the pass is forward or not, we, we're we worse off as a game. Like the Wade Egan pass that, oh. was, called, that was called forward, in my personal opinion, mm. I don't believe that was forward. So does the bunker intervene there, intervene there and go, mm. mate, that, that, that is a shocker Yeah, as well. That's you, a shocker. So does the bunker intervene and say, hey, Jerry, just a quick one. That wasn't forward. You, you commentated the game, didn't you, Jimmy? Yes. What were you thinking when the ball went from Walsh? It was right in front of you guys, well, wasn't it, it? it? It was, but it sort of happened so quickly. It wasn't as obvious, and we're sort of yep. trying to keep up with the play, watching Cobbo yeah. make the break. And, like, Dan picked it up straight away, but yeah. then it probably wasn't until I watched the replay, I was like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> Realise how bad l- it was. Live, it, things do happen quickly. Mm. What, about, does what about potentially having a captain's challenge on that no. sort of thing? But no? then... No. A bit really, it, we open up just a huge devil, You can't have any being, forward pass. I don't think you should. I'm just being a bit of a devil's advocate. No, no, I appreciate what, what you're saying. And, and, and our, and our yeah. game is <laughs> is full of opinions. It, it's it's not black and white. It, it really isn't. Like, you know, if a, t- if a team is a metre and a half offside mm. or a player is a metre meter and a half offside, the bunker can see that. And we're, Do they every, intervene? People are whinging already about the bunker being too involved. And they are. And we exactly. have to just... We, we have want to, to give st- them more power. I think, honestly... Abdo Valandis, you know, maybe at the start of the next season, come out and say, this is what our game stands for. We need to appreciate that referees are people. They will make mistakes, yep. but we don't want a product that is bunker intervention at, at all times. We, we can't afford to do it. It, it doesn't make for good uh, viewership. No, yeah. I'm sure we will have this argument next year, the year yeah, after, yeah. the year after that. Should we put a little chip in the ball, then. No, because oh, then that's Eddie Maguire's idea, isn't it? They're going to do that you in need, the you AFL. Need, you need more than a chip in a ball. Really, just wants these things so he can write more stories you, about it. You, you need, no, you need, you need more than a chip in a ball. And I don't know if um, our grounds are smart enough to have the capability. You need, you, you need. You, you, the NRL troll that you know. Yeah, the I know, but you know. I, I don't think you need, what you need to do if you have it really. You need to be able to have it at every single ground. Yeah. And I don't think the current grounds have the capacity. So you need like special types of cameras in, in all the stadiums at certain angles. Because it's like the... Um, Only the big stadiums in, be able to do In it. soccer, they all have that... Um, like the Hawkeye. For the goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same as but cricket. there's certain infrastructure that you have to have. And I don't think our grounds well, could support So basically, it's another reason to stop playing at Shark Park. And just play games at Mate, stop criticising the what, Shire. What, what, about, so what about you? You stop playing at Brookvale Oval then. Yeah, no, Your yeah, boys. Yeah, no free yeah. four points that, that, or no free sausages, mate. <laughs> that's why. That, that, that's why we don't do it. And also, because our game and, and the rule isn't black and white because the ball can travel forward. If you, For example, yeah. if you were to watch Liam Martin's um, try assist to Nathan Cleary on the weekend, he gets the ball, palms Cameron Munster. He then angles towards the sideline. But because he keep it's a beautiful pass, by the way, he's running and he keeps on running when he fires the ball to Nathan Cleary. If you were to watch that, right, and had mm. the technology and you scrub out Liam Martin and you scrub out Nick Meaney at fullback and just watch the trajectory of the ball, it actually goes forward. As I said to you before. Yeah. Ball started backwards but and travel forward. Inertia, we're, 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 we're momentum. So, momentum. you know, if you're ever on a physics, if you're ever on a train and you throw something out the window on the train, it lands with you. If that makes sense, or if you're dropping a bomb, if you're flying, <laughs> out, if, you, if you're dropping a bomb, you've lost me here, Jimmy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hear, hear me out. Let me let me explain. Right. So, if I, pretend my wallet nah, is a plane, right, and here's my target. Yeah. I don't. I'm flying over. I don't drop the drop the bomb nah. over the nah. target. I drop yeah. it before. Yes. So, it momentum. Does that make sense? Now you're not going to get in your car, Jimmy. I thought it goes backwards. 
It's physics, anyway. And we're not physics teachers. No. So thank God. Let's cut that well, out. You make a good one, Jimmy, based on what I just <laughs> saw. Oh, and can we cut that out? <laughs> no, nah, leave that in there. <laughs> All righty. We'll never solve that issue, but it is time now for this. Now. The WTF moment. All right. Would you like to go first, Woodsy? Yeah, mate. I'm so disappointed this morning. Uh, what did the, I tell you? In our little, in the WhatsApp group, I was texting last night because our producer, Owen, is a mad Wales Welsh fan. So. Uh. Mud Wales, Wales, Wales fan. <laughs> he likes Wales. Wales <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he's, where's he's he's going? Going? Just to be clear, though, to our listeners, I mean, that's how much I'm hurting. He's not literally mad. <laughs> he is like, mad. And yeah. we got absolutely what pumped. What happened? He's very we got, busy. We got pumped. And Reedy wanted us to get beat by 80. Yeah. Why? Ah, oh, who cares? Rugby. What about, could I ask your thoughts on the um, the Eddie Jones chatting to Japan oh, just before they go so over to the World Cup? So disappointing. Love Eddie Jones, but I don't like seeing that before a match. Uh, you know what does my head in? It comes out the day or day before the biggest game we need to well, win. Well, that's when he obviously stood it up. That's just bad luck. I mean, sure, it doesn't come out if he doesn't have the conversation. Yeah, but why didn't you bring it out when it did come out? We probably didn't know at the time. You probably firmed it up just before. Yeah. You know what mine is? It's seeing Owen drape the Welsh flag around Woodsy. How good was that? Are Australia gone that. now? Or the Wallabies gone? gone? Well, can't unless make, can't make. Oh no, they're gone. No, we can't make it. We, need, gone, a, we need a miracle. We need um, Georgia. Is it Fiji and lose? But they're not losing. To Portugal now, and that Georgia really would be unbelievable. unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. Unbelievable. But anyway, seeing Woodsy draped in the Welsh. How was that, Woodsy? How did no, you was, feel about that? I thought it was a nice blanket coming oh, over what? me, and then I looked and it was the Welsh flag. Why Just, are you cheering on? I cheer on my country, mate. I cheer on my country. all sports. I cheer on my country. Yeah, okay. It's like you, if you're a queen, you're going for New South Wales. That's how, that's how it is. Yeah, but he changes based on who gives him good yards. Never. I bleed my own. What's your moment, Reedy? That's seeing Woodsy get draped in the flag. Oh, okay. So they're connected. Okay. Jimmy normally has a great WTF moment. Yeah, my WTF moment this week is going to some European football where Ajax played Feyenoord. And uh, the game was postponed twice. And then it, oh, yeah. the third time it was stopped uh, after the fans were disgruntled and threw fireworks onto the field. <laughs> um, you know. Then they started vandalising the stadium, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, the tear gas got... <laughs> yeah, they, they, they weren't happy. And I mean, I'm all for fans being passionate and all that, but... A bit much. A bit, bit weird. Yeah. Like, you know when you go to a sporting event, right, phone or ticket, or my tickets on my phone, wallet, uh, yeah, got some money, my cards. Um, actually, I... Sh- you know what? I nearly, I nearly left the house without me fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Like, who's bringing fire? Who's just yeah. bouncing around with fireworks? Don't those security check them when they you, go in? I think, I think, I think they have to. I think so. What, what's in the bag? You know, we every time we go to a stadium, what's in the bag? They must just, put them under the pants, just some man. pens. <laughs> you know, you don't. Pies, but that's it. Yeah. Imagine pies. having fireworks down your pant, <laughs> down your trousers. Yeah. Like, well, some of if us, they go hey, off, Jimmy. Some of us do, mate. <laughs> 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 Look at oh, your, no- your nose is just growing <laughs> as you speak. Uh, you know what? The, this show is in the oh, gutter. That's why so that's 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 why Reedy's got glasses so he can see it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. references. This is just clip that up for socials. This is this, this um, is good. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm, we, we are on next week, but a bit of a WTF moment. I forgot about this for next can week. I, can I have, can I have another WTF? Sure. I forgot. Right. I was with Reedy. Here we go. Where were we, really? Recently, we were on a bit of an away, or were we just talking? And you don't like peas touching your food? Oh, I know. Peas? He won't, he won't even have them touching up. Who's he? Why? Brent Reed? You know, it's, actually, it's not a strong flavour, I, I, I hate peas. Cannot like, stand he was, You know what he said? He's like, my mum and dad made me eat them. I'm so like, did, yeah. welcome to childhood. <laughs> like, that's what you do. Your parents enforce you eating things, and Peabody. now he's got this, like, pea you're traumatised. He, 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 uh, he was like, oh, I, got, I can't let them on my plate. He was freaking out. I'm like, they're just peas. I actually had uh, fried rice for lunch and it had peas in it. I was really Because defo- most fried rice really dishes defo- do defo- have So did you eat not it? When I, no, I pulled all the peas out and then oh. I ate it. Mate, that just toughen, toughen up there. You just eat it. Well, everyone's got a food phobia, don't they? Is I don't like olives, but yeah, olives like are olives. a very strong yeah. flavour. But it was just the way you were carrying on about oh, it, really. It was like just... Who's doing everything? There was something yeah. else as well, wasn't there? I told Jimmy I went on a footy trip with my mates um, a couple of years ago, my soccer team, and um, they know I hate peas. Yeah. 
And when I got home, I unpacked my bag and they brought a bag of frozen peas oh, and yes. they filled my shoes with frozen peas. Oh, that's oh, outstanding. I love, I your, so- I love your soccer team. What a great bloke. What a great bloke. Hilarious. That's outstanding. Getting back to some of the footy, though, let's look ahead to the grand final. Okay, so if Penrith are to get the job done and go three in a row, where do they have to get it done? Oh, I think Nathan's a man, as he always Nathan. is for Penrith, isn't he? I mean, Nathan Cleary, you know, he's just, he was outstanding in the um, prelim. Um, and, you know, you've got two great halfbacks going at it, Cleary v. Reynolds. I mean, obviously, you've got all these great individual clashes, Haas and James Fisher-Harris and the centres, obviously Dylan Edwards and Reese Walsh. But for me, I mean, Cleary's the man who'll decide whether they win this game or whether they lose it. He's that good. Do you think on the hmm. halfback chat that South's – and now thinking they made the wrong decision well, with I Reynolds? I mean, people people seem to forget why that decision was made. That decision was made because they needed cap room to keep Cody and Luttrell down the track. And if you look at them now, I mean, clubs are coming in for Keon, big time for Keon. But did, wasn't um, it because he was injury prone, they said? No, I think they thought he was, what, how old is that, 32, 33? I think they thought if they gave him a three-year deal, then maybe there was a risk at the end of that. They'd be paying him a lot of money and... His body uh, may begin to let him down, but they, um, if they had uh, signed him, they may have lost Cody, and if they yeah. lost Cody, they may have lost well, Latrell. You, you, so really, you can't. You, you, I, I don't think you can have two old halves. Mm. And, and or, so or they the, had to pick one. They had to pick one. And let's be honest: yeah. if Cody goes, there's a high chance Latrell goes exactly. too, because they do enjoy playing together. Yeah. So you know, they made a calculated decision. Now you can argue about whether it was the right decision. When you look at it, sit back and look at it as we look at it now, probably looks like the wrong one, but. But you know, the other thing I look at is that they said that they want to pay that much money for him. They go and sign Jack Whiten when they've got two good centers in Campbell Graham and um, Isaiah Tass. Mm. Well, maybe I, think it's, I think it's come back to bite him on the yeah, back Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, it's hard not to. It's hard to speak. Hind- 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 yeah, and Ilias <laughs> has had a bit of a down year, right? I think they yeah. thought Lachlan would be the halfback of the future. And JD was obviously really bullish about him this year, but he didn't really kick on this year. Cody had a flat end of the year. Latrell went, you know, had a flat end to the year. And, you know, at midway, you've got to remember at the midway point of the season, I think through 11 rounds, they were leading the combo, weren't they, from memory? Yeah, they yeah. Were. And they were just on Flying. fire. Yeah. So, yeah. They beat Penrith and they yeah. beat Storm and all that. And yeah. everyone thought they were going to win the comp. Yes. All righty, Woodsy, for you, the key for the Panthers? Um, Obviously, I like the battle of the big men. You know, Leota uh, and Fisher-Harris, like, they were exceptional the other night. And I just love the way they used the, the middle forwards. Like, and, you know, I know Reddy said Cleary, but... They isolated Fisher-Harris on Hughes quite a few times coming out of their own end, and it just generated so many quick play the balls. And it was what they did off the ball, the physicality. Like, they just got stuck into that Melbourne pack and the back five. I just love watching Penrith defend. Like, they just get into the blokes. They have a great kick chase. They just pick them up and drive them back. And then you look at the the middle forwards of of the Broncos. That's their, you know, one of their massive strengths in Haas, Carrigan, and Flegler. It's going to be a huge battle up front. And I think whoever can, you know... We know Payne has runs for the 200 meters. Can they stop that? Mm. You know, can they stop? Can they, if they can limit him to probably 100 meters, I think they've done a good job. So it's going to be a massive clash up, you know, up front. And, and that's the one I'm really looking forward to. I think that's going to be key for both halves. You know, if they can get good field position carrying the ball and then defensively restrict the other side from making many meters, it's going to put a lot of pressure on the kickers. What about for you, Jimmy? Who needs to stand up for Penrith or who is the key? Uh, it's all about defense. For Penrith, that's the reason uh, why they're in the position that they're in. Um, it's been about defence now. Um, their defence needs to be as as good, or, or if not better than it's than it's ever been, because this Broncos team they they can attack. They've got multiple threats on the field. Their centre pairing as well. Um, there's you know I'm I'm excited for the battle in the middle. The battle between Isaac Tango, Stephen Crichton versus. Um, Tony Staggs and Herbie Farmworth that swap a lot as well so it's hard mm-hmm. to prepare because you've got to prepare for both uh, but I think for Penrith they they really need to, to limit the impact of those middle three forwards that's where it all starts and then when Reese Walsh gets the ball on the outside they've got to be able to shut him down I think um, Penrith are a team um, they wrestle really well They there's a lot of nuance within their defensive techniques which you know gets you slow play the ball so it's hard to play in the front foot whether or not they can apply those two Haas, Flegler, Carrigan, those three back-to-back carries are very difficult to defend against. But then also, um, you look at how teams have beaten them in the past, usually Parramatta, long-kicking game from Moses, that's going to be important, and then the offloads. So if you look at the Broncos game 
on the weekend. Kevy Walters after the game has, has said, no, no, we, we, we didn't plan that. Whether or not you believe that um, it, it is up to you. But I think we'll see that offload style of attack from the Broncos. Um, so Penrith need to be to be on there, control the offload, because that's where they get well, any team gets hurt with offloads. Brisbane Broncos can do it, and then they move the ball quickly to Walsh. That was a fantastic try where he set up Billy Walters. That was off the back of that one, two, three punch, late offload, fizz it out to Walsh, line break on the inside. That's what you're going to need to see from Brisbane. Penrith are a team that can shut it down. There's so many interesting battles out there. But for me, Penrith win through defence. And Brisbane, biggest test of their year and for a lot of them, maybe the biggest test of their careers. So a lot have played Origin, but it's only Capewell and Reynolds that have played in a grand final before. So if they to, if they are to upset the juggernaut that is Penrith, how do they yeah. do it, Reedy? Oh, I think I'm going to go the the obvious one. I think Reese Walsh needs to aim up and stand up. He's their X Factor. He's the bloke who can make things happen out of nothing. And his speed... His speed can cause problems, causes problems for every, every team. So it can cause problems for Penrith. And, you know, obviously the boys have mentioned the forward battle and Adam Reynolds, um, but but Reese is the difference maker for them. And I reckon if, if he has a big game, if he if he can be unleashed and isolated and, and create, he can create some havoc in a, in a pretty strong Massive. defensive team. It's Penrith. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Reedy. I also think, mm. like Jimmy said before, the offloads. Um, yeah. You know, when, when Parramatta... How many did they have last week? 23 or something? Yeah, it was ridiculous. ridiculous. But they were apparently not planned. But <laughs> they were good off. You believe were... that or not? No, I don't believe it's it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but you never see it, too, mate. You, mate, you mean, mate. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But... And the, the way they offloaded about Reedy, it wasn't like they were just getting tackled and thrown out the no. backside. They, they were controlled offloads. Yeah. And one area I reckon they can exploit Penrith, which watched them the other night, Melbourne did well early on, was the right edge of Penrith. Targo's missed quite a fair few yes. games this year. Um, you know, so just that combination with Toto and Martin inside and outside, they got caught underdone a couple mm. of times, but they were just lucky that the pass wasn't well. And yeah. that is Reese Walsh's go-to side. Yep. Herbie Farnworth's on that edge as well. Or, or they, they, they tend to swap, like Jimmy said, the centers swap a lot. And then is it Cobbo? No, 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 it's not Cobbo's side. Is, no. Cobbo's no, on the right, the Arthur's on the left. I just love the way that they finish their tries on that side of the field. Um, so it's going to be a big job for that back rower and Liam Martin to really help out Cleary and, and Tungo. They're going to going to get some you know, strike thrown down their edge. It's just how they can defend it. What about for you, Jimmy? Uh, risk management for the Brisbane Broncos. Um, looking back to their, their game, they, they play a a pretty risk-free style of football. Reese Walsh throws an intercept. Dallin with Tenny Zelezniak scores. Uh, Reese Walsh resets, goes again. Now the Warriors are the master of the intercept, though, isn't exactly. Jimmy? Exactly. So yeah. there's, well. there's that there's that battle in the heads of what's going on. But what I'm what I'm saying is is that Warriors allowed them back into the game. They missed a couple of conversions as well, so there wasn't the same level of pressure. But it, but Penrith don't. If you give mm. Penrith those opportunities, they're like an, an anaconda. Yeah. They're just going to squeeze, 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 choke you out. And before you know it, the game's gone. They started really strongly last year's grand final against Parramatta. Oof. Full of hope and full of beans, mm. Parramatta. We were, And then before you know it, they were choked out and gone. I don't know if Penrith allow you back into a game. Yeah. So the, the, the Broncos have, have got to clean that up. Also, there was some, uh, as great as the Broncos were, there were some really worrying signs just how... Now, I know they're coming up against Mitch Kenny, who's more of a distributor, but Wade Egan had a field day out of dummy half, so they need Brisbane Broncos. They need to fix their marker play up because it won't be Mitch Kenny, but it'll be Isaiah Yo. The way he gets the ball, runs across and drops players back, his other middle forwards back onto the inside. He'll it, it, look like he's heading out and he puts some fancy footwork on and cut back in behind the rook. That was a real uh, area of concern for me from the Broncos. They've, they've been fantastic this year, but they need to fix up those areas because Penrith will not let you off the hook. I'm really interested to see how the Panthers handle the speed of the game, Jimmy. They haven't played against a side like the Broncos that can match what they do. But they'll be tactical in their um, in their plan to slow it down. They're really wrestling. good. No, that's they're, all right. But you, yeah. it's, it's, well, it's, well, you call it wrestling. It's slowing down the rook. They do it very neatly. It's game management. It's very, yeah. like, they're very nuanced in their approach with the the angles that they'll put the defender on, especially try line. There's no better team. They concede six against. They're happy. And they, they complete really high. They never really beat themselves. Yeah, but, that's a, the, the, mm-hmm. the contrasting things where Brisbane will put themselves in a position 
um, where they they throw the they roll the dice a little bit and they're carefree and they're young and they're excited and they bounce back immediately. But Penrith don't. I just want to see how they handle the back five because you watch Walsh on the weekend. The Warriors tried to bash him, get him, but they just couldn't get him three like two on one, three on one. When you get a good kick check, he was just isolating one bloke. And then off the back of that, you're going to have Cobo. You're going to have you know Jesse Arthur, Herbie Fight. They got really good late feet and. The youthfulness of this side, how the, the speed, the fast, they're all strong. It's going to be a like, – I think it's just – you know how they say styles make fights? I think this is oh, going to be awesome. Like, this, this, this is going to be the game of the year. Woodsy, this, yeah. this matchup has the potential to to be an absolute mm. classic. So, like, the, like, look, I'm not that interested in watching this part of it, because, but I know it will be important, the kicking game battle between oh. Reynolds and Cleary and the positions that they can put mm. their teams in, both great kickers of the – of yep. the football, which can be game-defining, game-turning, that momentum of an early kick, yep. get off the back of that. Uh, it, the, the 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 clash, there's so many clashes. Like, I spoke about the centre the center oh. battles. Like I've never been bothered about a centre battle in all my Same. life, but this is actually really interesting <laughs> to see who gets on top. And back we've not even spoke about the middle three. Like, it's... If you start talking about the wingers, then I know there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If the, the forwards the, are wrapping the, the wingers. I was going to say one the, thing about the winger. <laughs> Cobbo, he can't give an easy penalty away without, you know, that first one he gave when he didn't even look where the ball was landing and he just yes. tried to smack. you, you got to be disciplined against Penrith. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the middle three starters yep. versus the middle three starters is going to be like yeah. mouth watch out watch out <laughs> it's going to be a huge game a huge week but to finish off the show we have our favorite segment of the whole week read about it read about it whole week yep on all it's across all our week. shows across the apps across live on Triple M, everything. This is the hottest show. We'll start with so. Freddie, New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Now, Freddie uh, pitched his proposal to the New South Wales Rugby League board last week, late last week. Um, we're told it involves Gus in some capacity, right? Phil Gould, obviously, who's a doyen of origin, um, has had great success there for New South Wales in the past, got a very good relationship with Freddie. You work with them on nine, so you know how tight they are. Um, basically, they said to Freddie, look, go away. Um, come back with he, he they they had they've walked away from that meeting with no clear idea about what exact role um, the new staff would play. So what role Gus would play? Um, just that he would be part of it. That, as I understand it, that's was how it was pitched to them. They said, "Come back, tell us exactly what role all these people are going to play within within the setup. Get that to us. We'll have another meeting this week." So the plan is they were hoping to get that back from Freddie today, and I assume Gus will play the Greg. Alexander role, the advisor role. Um, and obviously all the coaching staff will be overhauled as well um, because Brandy, Paul McGregor and, and Danny Baderas are all gone as well as I believe Joey, although there's a bit of conjecture about whether Joey's gone or not. Have you heard anything on that front, Em? I heard that he's gone, but that was not from him directly. Yeah, okay. So I saw him on Friday night I said because I tried him on Friday to back it up with him. And he said to me, I'm with nine, not with Fox. And So we can't tell you. And he just walked away. <laughs> I said, thanks, Joey. Um, but they expect, to, they expect to get that back today. And the plan is to have a meeting potentially on Wednesday to sit down, look at this and, and find a detail about what um, Freddie's proposing, what role Gus would have. And they'll make a decision hopefully on Wednesday, but whether Brad Fittler stays as an origin coach for another year and whether Phil Gould is part of origin again, which would be... You know, we all know what Gus is like in Origin. I mean, it adds another layer of theatre theater to it and interest. Well, and, really, if mm, that happens, yes. right, one of the success stories from a New South Wales perspective this year was in Game 3 when Ivan Cleary was involved and in the box. Yeah. Now, you know. I don't think uh, that could happen, Jimmy. Not if Gus is there. Because I don't think oh, that, yeah, you know, yeah. it's pretty well documented they didn't yeah. depart on good terms at Penrith, and they, I don't think they've got a great relationship. The only thing I would say is if... if, if Wasn't it just a game day thing well, for Ivan? If you were to replicate that, uh, Gus would be involved with Nine's coverage of the game, so you could potentially have Ivan Cleary in the box and they wouldn't cross paths. But then, like, you imagine they cross paths in the sheds afterwards, which probably happened anyway. So I wouldn't... Have, uh, but as I understand it, Ivan's name was not brought up as part of the pitch. Really? That's what I was told. So, so why was he there game three? Well, Freddie just invited him in. And if you talk to people about that night, they say Ivan didn't really say a lot in the box anyway. He was just there to observe. And look, he can't be on game day. He can't really be involved too heavily just no. because of Penrith anyway. But 
the fact that he's such a successful club yeah. coach, even just with things like interchanges and I don't yeah. know, he, the, there are little bits of nuggets that he could add on game day. Yeah, yeah there is. But obviously, you know, he's biased towards his son. So yes. he could never have a fair selection. No, no, he wouldn't be a selector. <laughs> best player in the game. But anyway, we should know, hopefully, Wednesday. <laughs> that, anyone listening there, that is a joke. <laughs> That's the only, it's the only time where it's actually difficult for anyone else out there with Flano, Brad Arthur. Yeah. Ivan's yeah. the only one it's okay for because Billy. you can't argue that Nathan's no. the best. And even know. there were question Walters. marks over even Billy and Kevin. You, yeah. just say, you said that uh, Badiris is gone, Mary's yeah. gone. Yep. Who are they going to replace with those guys? Because well, they're every day. I saw Danny mention Matt King, I think, at the weekend. Yeah. There's been some talk about Trent Barrett, Jason Rolls. Uh, Rolls is obviously over at the World Cup at the moment. Well, so I haven't really. been able to check in with him. I have um, a question. Did no, Brandy, it was his choice to walk away? Brandy walked away, yeah. Brandy because walked I, away. Because I thought they are so close. They are, yeah. I would have found it. Well, Brandy spoke about it on SEN the other day on his breakfast show where he said that basically last, well, the week before this all happened, so two weeks ago, he, he made the decision and spoke to Brad and said, I'm not back next year. So, you know, that would have been a really tough decision Just for because Brandy, it took but, a, too much of a toll. Well, you know, Brandy was a bit, look, Brandy's a, we all know Brandy's a great bloke, I right? love Brandy. Yeah. This year, he was prickly. Yeah, he Do was you think? prickly. Yeah. Yeah. I love him, but don't I don't. Mean, I don't, don't think don't he remember, was. Don't you remember Brandy oh, and Brandy? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I will say, Brandy, Brandy doesn't carry. <laughs> Sorry, Brandy doesn't, I don't know how I forgot the that. Your infamous. Brandy, is, how dare you? Yeah. Brandy doesn't carry a grudge. Brandy moves on. Yeah. I saw him the next day, and he was fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, he'll be missed. And if Gus is back, well, you know what? Brandy was sort of the face. He always had to show up to three sixty. Yes. Always, I well, felt he was sorry paid by them a lot of money. Yeah, but still. Yeah, I know. That probably wore him down. Yeah, I would say it would have. Jimmy, your mate, Luke Thompson, you were hoping he'd stay in the NRL. He's gone to England, four-year deal, apparently at Wigan. He's about to he's about to agree to or it's about to come out. But what's interesting about that is, now he's off contract at the end of the year at the Bulldogs, um, but he's another Bulldogs player who's left. Um, and they're obviously clearing some money. And But he was already off contract, wasn't he? Well, he, he? Was, yeah, he was. But yeah. they weren't going to offer him a new deal, yeah. as I understand it. Um, and they don't have a lot of guys signed beyond next year. And the one bloke who's out there, and the bloke I think, that my my suspicion is a squirrelling my money for was Jerome Luai. Um, Cam Sorello knows him well. They've got issues in the halves. There's no doubt about that. There's still a bit of a question mark over whether Matt Burton's a six or a centre. Um, and they're obviously lining something up. And I just get the gut feeling Jerome Luai is in their sights. And well, he'll be in the sights of many, most of teams. teams. Yes. Like mo- most teams at recruit- recruitment meetings will be having the chat. Do we yeah. do we make a play for Jerome? That it's not. It, they'll make they'll ask that conversation. Yeah. They'll, they'll assess their half situation and say, "Will Jerome come up?" Because he's so successful. He's so good. He's mar- look at what like whether you like him or you don't. You've got to love his mindset. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not really phased by people's opinion of him. And the mindset to get back in time for last week's game was absolutely phenomenal. Mm. It was it was amazing mm. mindset. Uh, you know, I love that quote. Tell the doctor I'm built differently. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And he is. Yeah. And he proved it. Could he play with Matt Burton? Both left footers and the halves? Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Put Burton in the centers. Well, no, you could, yeah. yeah. But then it's a he's it's a big pay packet for a center, isn't it? Mm. Well, you look at stag, guys like Stags and yeah. they're on big money, aren't they? Crichton. Yeah. J- just on Luke Thompson though. You're disappointed in that yeah. Jimmy, aren't you? Well We never saw the best of him, did we? No, I, look. The fact that he's gone to Wigan, or it looks like he's going to Wigan, that hurts on a personal level. Being a St. Helens fan, um, something you is that like Roosters and Souths, mate? It's way worse than Roosters. Oh, way worse. So there was a player oh, wow. called Gary Connolly, right? Yeah, he great played, player. Great, played for the Bulldogs oh, actually yeah. for a little while. Great centre. He, yeah, yeah. He, he was at St. Helens, and not many people knew this that he wanted to stay, but St. Helens couldn't afford, like, not even couldn't afford, and they just wouldn't. I, I, he's explained the story, but this was all behind closed doors. Anyway, he signs for Wigan on a transfer fee. Like, he used to get hammered. They used to sing every time he touched the ball, Judas, Judas. <laughs> Calling him Judas. Like, <laughs> like, re, like really affecting him. Wow. Like, w- wanted to play for St. Helens. Anyway, he didn't. So, you know, expect Lou Thompson every time he touches the ball, St. Helens v. Wigan, he's going to get booed. But on a personal level, look, we, we didn't get to see the best of Luke. No. Um, I know the type of player he is. I know what he's about. He had a horror run with injuries. He had, he had a couple of suspensions, which were, I think, 
you know, probably marred his, his career. He came over here as a bit of like the, this new hope for the Bulldogs. Mm. I think the timing was wrong. Again, we didn't see the best of him. And I, I thought I was excited about some of the prospects over here for him. Like the talk of the Roosters, you know, rekindling the relationship with Justin Holbrook, who will be there, which he got the best out of Luke. That didn't happen. And then even we speak about the Melbourne Storm looking yeah. for middle yeah, forwards. They should have gone he, for him. He man. would have been, yeah, I'd Perfect. love to have seen him in that system. Like he prepares to win. Tomo just he's a monster. Just didn't work out for we mm. didn't work out for him, and I don't know. Like you know, there's sometimes there's personal reasons why English lads will, will go back, but um, yeah, gutted he's he's not going to be in the NRL, and even more uh, disappointed he's going to be wearing the cherry and whites next year. <laughs> just quickly, last one. There's a young kid at North Queensland, Cooley Fino Furiaki. Yes, correct. Good job. Young back row played but at the end of freak. the year. Um, so he's a November one guy. He's just about the hottest property in rugby league at the moment. He's oh, got wow. a handful of clubs after him, as I understand it. And what, what's interesting about that is he's on a development deal at the Cowboys. Is he? He's on a development <laughs> deal. He's going to get offered big money elsewhere. And the issue is the Cows have got a lot of back rowers, and they've got to re-sign Tommy Deaton, who's a November 1 guy, and as they've made him an offer, but as I understand, it's nowhere near what he can get in the open market. Um, so if they want to keep Finney Fuiaki, then maybe something else has got to give. And I know there's some other clubs not just circling um, Cooley, but they're looking at what, what ramifications this could have for the Cowboys and what shakes out with, of this. With Nanai, Luki, L- Luciano, Leilu, Luciano, Luki. Yeah. Like they are stacked in the edge. And I think something's got to give, Jimmy, because yeah. this young fella... You can't keep them all. No. Can you? It's, it's a tough one. They've been in this predicament before, and I wonder how much that will um, weigh on their minds with, mm. obviously, the hammer and oh, yeah. drink water yes. that, like, we can't fit them both in, or can we make a call... Yeah, and and that debate will you know linger on about which was the right way to go. So you guys, good the young fella. Oh good yeah, finish maybe in the middle this year. Yeah. He is a he, he's a powerhouse. Very very good player. Like we're scratching the surface with him. He's awesome. Mm. Jordan McLean is he re-signed? I think. Well, they put out a, a tweet the other day with all the retiring players. He, he wasn't. On he it. wasn't on yeah. it. So I assume he's playing. They've okay. offered him a, a one year deal. Okay, so beautiful. I assume he's staying for one more year. Great segment, Reedy. Yeah. You delivered as always. Thanks. Thanks, Sam. Um, excited. Great to have you back, Em. Oh, it's great. I'm actually here with you next week as well for our grand final Peacock show. Peacock gone. No, I just... Wow. Well, I heard there was like a... He's going to miss Mr. Wong's. Does that mean Em gets an invite to Mr. Wong? Yeah, she gets Mr. Wong. I just heard there was some kind of lunch <laughs> celebration. I lost no the origi- way. I lost yeah. the Origin Series. Are you, are you you're not shouting, are you yeah, actually? No, I'm shouting, yeah. What does that include me if I come? Whoever's here on the day. Oh, okay. Food and drinks. Oh, wow. No, not drinks. Well, I've got a nine function. I've seen away Jimmy drinks. I'm not shouting that. I've got a nine function, but what I'll do, I will come well, to lunch. Is it straight after the show or is this a different day? Do you have, do you have 360 that night? Oh, I do, yeah. Well, That's okay. Maybe the Tuesday. Okay. I don't know, up to this point. We'll work it out. That, yeah. we'll, work we'll work it out. out. Just we'll come and have some non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. The concept of non-alcoholic beer, oh, I really, don't understand. You welcome, welcome. Oh, mate, I, 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 you've gone up in my estimation. It's the dumbest idea I've ever heard of. It, 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 it makes no sense. trading standard should ban it. Yeah, yes. I agree, Jimmy. You can think of some more dumb ideas <laughs> over the week for next week's edition <laughs> of the Monday Scrum. Triple M Footy lives on Listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.